You know, Jackie, kalokohan lang naman yung mga trustful na yun eh. Like, I don't believe that it does anything to help me feel better about my office mates. Well, yeah, that's warranted, I guess, based on your own experience. But there can be some activities like a trust fall where they would be meaningful and helpful to some teams. We've seen some of that. Kailangan mo ba ng mas makabuluhang chismisan sa pantry? Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Bella Perez Rubio, Puma Podcast, and you're listening to Teka Teka News. Balitang thinking, hindi breaking. In this episode... All the dirty power that is operating Palawan municipalities and towns in going forward in the future, they can be easily replaced with clean energy and keep Palawan clean. And actually, Palawan to become an example for the rest of Philippines and for the rest of Southeast Asia, how things can transition from dirty power was useful from the 19th century, 20th century, but not needed anymore to burn oil to pollute the environment. Could clean, consistent energy finally come to Palawan? An ambitious company called W Energy Global says its smart hybrid microgrid systems are the answer. Atom Ramsundersen. I'm the CEO of We Energy Global. Our company's uh, aim is to really provide electricity to those who don't have it and to convert those who are using the dirty energy these days to convert them into clean energy. Atom was joined by the firm's business development head, Kinton Pastrana. This is a new set of projects based in Palawan. It helps build microgrids for rural electrification. That means combining the energy generation through renewable energy and clean energy, also down to the transmission and distribution of this energy into the community itself. So think about an integrated solution where we plan to energize over 7,100 households and over and above at least 300 small local businesses through 16 microgrids, over 14 barangays, and seven municipalities. So that spans a lot of the areas in Palawan that still don't have electricity, let alone clean, reliable electricity. You heard that right. This project is bringing clean energy to more than 7,100 families and 300 local businesses, covering over 30,000 people. They won the bid for this project through the Palawan Electric Cooperatives or Paleco Qualified Third Party Program. So how exactly does this microgrid system work? We are selling the electricity to each of the households through smart meters, which means we can see all the way in Manila or in our power station or even in Singapore, we can see how much the consumers are consuming. In terms of technology, we are able to see directly where the electricity 
is needed. So I think the decentralized concept is use the sources that are available. In Palawan, you have sun, you have wind, and when you are able to organize that a little bit, then you need a little bit of diesel, maybe 20%, 30% of diesel that you can use to make sure that people have reliable electricity 24-7. You might have caught Adam using the term decentralized. Here's what it means. What we call decentralized off-grid electrification means you are tapping from the sources that are available. The sun shines everywhere in the Philippines. Literally, there are pesos falling on your head every single second. When there is light falling, you see light, I see dollars, I see pesos falling on your head. All you need to do is get a basket, catch the light, and convert it into electricity for local consumption. So with decentralized, it means you can put power stations close to the village, close to the barangay, tap from the sun as much as you can, and convert that to power the homes, the sari-sari shops or whatever out there that is productive and good schools. Reliable electricity is badly needed in the remote areas Adam and Kinton have seen firsthand, so far away that you need to travel hours and hours by boat to reach them, where many of the communities work in agriculture or fishing. The sad thing is that when you go to these villages, you will see that the families are working very hard, but they can only work during daytime. They cannot store it. They don't have cold storage. So they are very depending on the price being offered. If they don't sell it, they lose it. So therefore, they don't control their income. When you provide them 24-7 electricity, these communities are able to become more productive by refrigerators, right? By machines that can process that buy machines that can do the packaging so they can get more value for the products. Adam went on to emphasize just how life-changing access to electricity would be for these people. When you ask 90-year-old girls or boys in the villages, in the barangays, what will you do when you have 24-7 electricity? When you ask to a mom who sells products out there, what will you do when you get electricity? Their answer is very clear. I want to learn more. I can study more. I can help my mom at night. Girls and women feel safer if they have light in the house at night. Moms who are running a business, they can work longer hours. We'll pause here. But when we return, we talk about the one major obstacle that's slowing down WE Global's daring project in Palawan. As groundbreaking and badly needed this project seems, there is one thing that's slowing it down. Those 7,100 families may have to wait until at least the end of 2023 or the beginning of 2024 for electricity in their homes. And WE Global says it's not them causing this delay. It's red tape. We won the contract. We've signed the contract. But in the Philippines, we have to go through approval and permit processing. And that takes a long, long time. Technically, we feel that the entire bureaucratic process that is necessary to check on all the contracts and everything, they can be done in three months. 
Why do they need six, seven, eight months to do that? We have the money, we have the technology. Why do we need to wait six to nine months for approvals? No need, it's useless, and it's deadly in the sense that it costs more. In truth, Adam says, the construction work on the company's end just takes six to eight months. That means Palawan communities could have had access to electricity as soon as mid-2023. When it comes to government far away from home, they look at numbers. They don't look at people. And that's a sad story because you don't want to let these people wait. This issue with red tape and the additional cost it brings isn't exclusive to Palawan, making it all the more difficult to bring electricity to the 2.5 million households that desperately need it. So these 10 million people we are talking about is about roughly about 2.5 million households that are living in darkness. So no light, no electricity, and those who have, sometimes you have some families, they buy a small diesel generator. They need to bring the diesel fuel maybe from two to three, four hours drive, either by boat or by car. Number two, the cost of electricity for them will be around 60 to 70 peso per kilowatt hour compared to what you pay in Manila, for example, 10, 12 peso per kilowatt hour. And of course, it's not just these 10 million people or so who badly need clean energy. We all do. As Kintan notes, there's climate change to think about. Scientists are saying that if we don't bring down the world temperature to 1.5 degrees Celsius and below, you're really going to risk flooding. And the Philippines being a multiple coastal country because of all the islands that we have, you can expect that there's going to be a lot of lives affected from deaths to displacement if you have you know, sea level rises, which are happening already. Kinton adds that meeting our own climate goals just isn't possible at the current pace that we're going. The Philippines, just to look at the facts, is they want 35% of the country by, you know, have by 2030 run by renewable energy. And that's going to take a lot of moving. No more seven years to take to build microgrids. No more 200 signatures that it takes to build a power plant. And then there's the matter of energy security, an issue top of mind for everyone right now. When you look at the current situation, right, because of the Ukraine issue, and that's a very protracted issue, we don't know what's going to happen in the South China Sea area and in the Taiwan Straits. There's a lot of geopolitical issues, and that's what makes markets nervous. And anytime a supply chain risk comes up like that, you're seeing increases in fuels that we import, namely gas, coal, and oil and diesel. What has, has resulted for it with is an increase in power prices already in the Philippines. Adam says it doesn't actually have to be this way. Let's look into disruptions of energy flow. If you are depending on bringing an 18th century technology from somewhere in the desert of the Middle East or somewhere from a criminal state like Russia, bring the energy all the way to Asia, to Philippines, to boost your productivity or your economy, you should be very naive to, to think that that's the only way to run your economy these days. There are technologies that we can provide and other companies in the Philippines as well. So what does the alternative look like? Kinton says it is possible to live in a world where we don't have to pay so much for energy. 
whereas areas with that with solar power have a flat rate that is immune to these price fluctuations or, or increases, and it makes it a lot easier to stabilize, you know, your livelihood and the predictable cost of business if you're combining clean energy with your traditional sources, because that really is the way forward for a country that keeps importing around seventy percent of our demands are imported. And that was today's episode of Teca Teca. Again, I'm Bella Perez Rubio. This episode was produced by Kat Ventura and edited by Presh Capistrano. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or two. And don't forget to follow Teca Teca and Puma Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. At para sa mga mahilig manood sa YouTube, Puma Podcast na rin po kami doon. Just search Puma Podcast and subscribe to our channel. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.